reading to you from Psalm 118, verses 1 and 2, and then 19 through 29. Give thanks to the Lord because he is good, because he is faithful, love lasts forever. Let Israel say it, God's faithful love lasts forever. Open the gates of righteousness righteousness for me, so I can come in and give thanks to the Lord. This is the Lord's gate. Those who are righteous enter through it. I thank you because you answered me, because you were my saving help. The stone rejected by the builders is now the main foundation stone. This has happened because of the Lord. It is astounding in our sight. This is the day the Lord acted, and we will rejoice and celebrate in it. Lord, please save us. Lord, please let us succeed. Hosanna. The one who enters in the Lord's name is blessed. We bless all of you from the Lord's house. The Lord is God. He has shined a light on us. So lead the festival offerings with ropes all the way to the horns of the altar. You are my God. I will give thanks to you. You are my God. I will lift you up high. Give thanks to the Lord because he is good, because he is faith, his faithful love lasts forever. Hosanna. We've come to the last Sunday of Selah, or pause, an ancient word that some linguists have struggled to find its true meaning. Since the beginning of the, uh, of the year, this year, 2020, uh, the Truth or Consequence congregation and I have been leaning into and going deeper into the meaning of old, ancient, and antiquated words like joy, cherish, and now Selah. To use this Selah or pause, as some think it means, to, ne- to connect with our creator, redeemer, and sustainer, especially our redeemer. Selah. Lent has ended, and our season of adding or subtracted has ended as well. Forty days. Did we develop new habits, or have we continued as ourselves as we were before? Did we try our best to ruminate, marinate in this word, Selah? To participate in this ancient practice of pause, Or did we get caught up in the world around us, spending what moments we had from worrying, running around, looking for the last of the toilet paper and the sanitizer? Did we find any Selah or pause in that? Last Sunday, we heard Ross preach from the Gospel of John, and we heard about Jesus raising Lazarus from the dead, Jesus practicing a literal resurrection instead of the figurative resurrection that was what his ministry was so focused upon. Putting on my spiritual thinking cap and using my spiritual imagination, and I invite all of you to do the same as well. I see the folks who have gathered in support of Mary and Martha lit out some kind of low and yet audible gasp at what Jesus has done, calling Lazarus out of the dark, the literal dark. And as they unbind him and set him free and see that Lazarus is really alive, they begin to cheer as they've never cheered before. 
folks on the outskirts of Bethany, the, the ones closest to the tomb, hear the noise and come out to see what the fuss is all about. I, I, I picture children running into town to tell the tale of Lazarus and what it is that Jesus has done, being stopped and asked, uh, what is going on? After telling what they saw, they run on to tell others, Hosanna. Jesus, walking along with his close friends, Lazarus, Mary, and Martha, talking and catching up with his friends. Lazarus mumbling something about dying, and now he's alive. He can't believe it. Mary, in awe. And Martha, quite possibly still giving Jesus the what for. And as they walked, the crowds gathered bigger, louder, possibly some cheering going on in this impromptu parade. Is it possible Hosanna can be heard? Continuing to use my spiritual imagination, Jesus, wanting to diffuse the situation, calls Zacchaeus out of a tree and invites himself and his entourage over to his house for dinner. I think the dinner that Jesus has invited himself over to is the Friday Shabbat or Sabbath dinner. And imagine as the servants of Zacchaeus prepare the meal and Jesus and he sit down to talk and take a load off. And as the rest of the menagerie uh, look to find a place comfortable to sit down, uh, outside there are the the looky-loos, the the lurkers and the, the uh, the loiterers skulking about outside to see what is happening inside. Jesus is in town, and he's done big things for a Friday in Bethany. Can whispers of Hosanna be heard? After a day of rest, then comes Sunday. And as we learned from last week, there are leaders within the Jews who want to see Jesus dead. And for those who aren't in the know, Jesus seems to tempt fate by saying, Let's go to Jerusalem, a donkey and its colt, the coats off the backs of disciples to comfort the ride. The procession begins. Using whatever was available to them, disciples and believers begin to lay down their coats and or the limbs of palms that are being cut down. Voices being lifted up. Hosanna, Hosanna in the highest. And how much like two days before, children run ahead with shouts of Hosanna to let folks know that Jesus is on his way to Jerusalem. For most of the people who are making their way to Jerusalem on this first day of the week, they are oblivious to the man from Nazareth. They're worried about what needs to be done as they make their way to homes of family and friends. The supplies that need to be bought in the market, the the visit that must be made to the temple before the Passover meal is served. It's a busy week in Jerusalem. And most, and for most, they are unaware of what is taking place on the road from Bethpage. For some, the time has come. All the pieces are coming together. He is fulfilling the prophecy riding on a donkey. His disciples follow him like the coat follows its parent. Not only is this what the prophet spoke of, but it is the most blatant political move that Jesus has done yet. By Friday, for sure, they think, a new kingdom should be in place. Despite the cries of Hosanna, these zealots are unaware of what this all means. Hosanna, Hosanna in the highest, God will lead us to success. 
Others just see this procession of a man on a donkey, the waving of palms, people cheering, Hosanna, Hosanna. Is this some kind of makeshift parade? Some celebration? Who is this man, and why are folks cheering, laying down palms and their coats? Most just come to see what the ruckus is about, totally unaware of what is taking place. They join in what they deem a distraction from what otherwise would be a busy first day of the week. All of this gets me to thinking about a song from my misspent youth, a song by a a group called Cameo, and the song is called Word Up. There's this line in the song that goes, wave your hands in the air like you don't care. I would sing it, but I'm afraid that Randy would think that my singing is so good that I would end up, you know, in the band. Or I cross my fingers and hope that. Wave your hands in the air like you don't care. Wave your palms in the air like you don't care. And for most of the people on the road to Jerusalem that Sunday, long ago, they waved their palms in the air like they don't care because they didn't until Friday. Hosanna, an ancient Hebrew word that means God help us or God save us, we pray. In Psalm 118.25, please, Lord, please save us. Please, Lord, please give us success. The original intent of the scripture is save. It is viewed as a plea for help. It is as if we are yelling stop to someone who is about to throw a firecracker at us. When we use this, we understand the potential impact of something about to happen and as an act of surrender. In moments like this, we realize we cannot save ourselves and we need to connect to our source of security quickly. In the firecracker example, that security is the person with the firecracker in their hand. In our spiritual lives, though, that security is in God. In its purest form, this is worship as we feel we have to come to the end of ourselves and we need God to intervene. Throughout different translations and edits, the original plea of please save us changed to a proclamation of salvation. Thank you. We read about the Psalms 118.25. Please, Lord, please save us. Please give us success. This is the only time the plea is used. And right after that, in verse 26, there is a shift from concern to confidence. Verse 26 says, Blessed is the one who comes in the name of the Lord. This is the great example of faith and demonstration of the shift from Old Testament to New Testament. Today we hear songs like the one described in the opening and read scriptures in the New Testament where Hosanna is used more as a term of adoration and praise. So we all have these different groups of people who happen to be making their way to Jerusalem the same day that Jesus is. They happen to be there already and wondering what all the added traffic is about. The curious who are willing to stop and stare. Or those who join in and shout, Hosanna, as loud as the next guy. There are those who who are at the end of their rope. 
and cross their fingers that this is the hope that they have prayed for. And then there are those who are scheming that the time of overthrowing their oppressors and their collaborators have come. And then there are those who just plain unaware as they are going on, of, they're just plain unaware of what is going on at all. It's just another Sunday in Jerusalem, the beginning of the week, things to do, things to get done. We find ourselves in this figurative and now quite literal season of Selah, of pause, a hard pause. The season that our creator gave to us so that we may slow down and remember to connect with, to even reconnect with our redeemer, to make time to be in relationship with him, to remember the stories of Jesus even the ones we don't like to hear. To call out, Hosanna. Hopefully, we are working to remember to call out, Hosanna, instead. But this story in the, in the Gospel of Matthew is a happy story, a joyful story, a story that God cherishes us, really cherishes us that we should take pause or selah here and lean into the word Hosanna. For as dichotomous as the word is, we must remember in Psalm 118, verse 25, as we cry out, Hosanna, God save us. The psalmist takes a turn in another direction in verse 26, and we cry out, Hosanna, God with us. The word Hosanna forever changed. Hosanna. Hosanna in the highest. God with us. Always with us. God has so much love for us, joy for us, and cherishes us so much. He hears our cries, our painful cries of Hosanna. And then he hears our joyful cries of Hosanna in the highest. And he sends us his son, an unborn child on a donkey. And then he sends, him, he sends us he sends him to us again on a donkey with a coat following close behind. He comes, this time, triumphantly. As we lay down whatever it is we have, our coats, our palms, our flags, or whatever it is you all are waving at home, Jesus comes to us just as his Father, the Creator, came to us, and we shout, Hosanna! Hosanna, Hosanna, Hosanna in the highest. In their total, unconditional love for us, they understand what it is that we are crying out to them. Even when our lives have no idea what it is that we are crying out for. On this Sunday, this Palm Sunday, may we be shouting Hosanna, Hosanna in the highest with joyful hearts to a creator and redeemer who not only loves us and cherishes us, but likes us too. May we shout Hosanna knowing that there is nothing we can do for our creator's and redeemer's love and like for us. May we shout Hosanna in the highest because no matter where we are in this journey of life and our journey of right now, our creator and our redeemer are with us. Always with us. Always with us. Hosanna, Hosanna in the highest. 
on this Palm Sunday. Let us wave our palms in the air like we do care, because we do. In the name of the Creator, the Redeemer, and the Sustainer. Amen.